Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I've built a set of mathematical models named Sideline that predict various sports outcomes. You'll hear more about the baseball models during the course of this episode. Sets for four MLB games scheduled to be played on Monday, April 24th, 2023. In case you're here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Also, if you're interested in projections and picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link is on the show description. Cannot explain why the picks here on show have done worse than the ones on Dub Club. That's going to balance out. I kind of got two ways to look at it, right? Either A, uh, all the good picks happen to just be over there, so go sign up. Um, Or either way, there's good picks in both. It's just been some of the bad variants here. Uh, but either way, there's a lot of good picks that we'll be talking about on show. A lot of good picks over there if you want to make even more money. But even if you're not there, still thrilled to have you here. Remember, the sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game that does not try to forecast it to a T, as that would be a foolish and impossible goal. We take a long-term view around here and don't get distracted when weird baseball things happen. It does get normal in the long run. But on any individual game, it's hard to foresee before it happens. The idea being we're going to nail one game exactly like we talk about. We're going to miss one game completely. We're not really worried about one game. We're worried about the totality in the long run. Uh, so far, all picks right now around 3%. Hopefully, we can boost that up a little bit. A-grade play still hovering around 10% ROI for the whole season. So lots of good things there in the long run. Hopefully, we have a good day. Always like good days better than bad days, but we are going to have some good variants and some bad variants. And so trying to say I'm going to be profitable every single day is just an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, uh, I'm now back from Las Vegas and now and still not my home. Uh, it, it's, it's just a year of, of you know, globetrotting for me. Um, yeah, is, <laughs> professor sides, that's what we're Yeah, about. exactly, exactly. Uh, maybe we're aging ourselves with that one. But, yes, that was yeah. a fantastic show. I used to love that one as, as a kid. Uh, great, great soundtrack, too, you know. Yes, it was just incredible. Love yeah, those uh, Friday mornings. Yeah, I mean, so I'm curious uh, so far with baseball season here. I always talk about good and bad variants, and a lot of times I like to like reference something weird that just happened. Uh, you know, it, traveling again this weekend, I, I didn't see as much baseball as usual. Uh, I'm curious in the last week, is there is there a weird baseball thing that jumps out to you that you can recall happening that you're like, well, that was super weird uh, that I'm just completely forgetting about? Not, not just the Braves bullpen being crap. Normally, that's their strong, more of their strongest sides of it than. Just absolutely giving up leads left and right to your Astros. Yeah, that that's a good point, and that's one of the ones that we talk about, right? Closers and bullpen. Yeah. I was, and it's hard to understand this, right? But bullpens need, you know, individual relievers need like years of data to balance out as a totality. The bullpen, at least, it doesn't need quite years because it's a bunch of guys, but it does. You can easily see a whole month where like the entire bullpen looks terrible and it's not really a reflection of how they are it's just some it's some combination of bad luck bad variants a few bad pitches and they'll be fine and it's just weird ups and downs of a baseball season it's it's that's why it's why it's like a long grinding season for the players because you just get lots of ups and downs and that is you're right that is actually absolutely a good a good observation the Braves bullpen one of the better ones in baseball and just because it looks bad here for a short stretch that's not what we expect going forward it happened uh hard to understand but it happens like you know every every good and bad unit has good and bad times, right? It's just kind of the way it goes. 
Yeah, it's been wild. The Braves are actually more consistent on the road than they are at home right now. And I, I mean, there's a few other teams like that too. I was like, looking through, looking at that strikeout rates. For some reason, uh, <laughs> the Giants are like just terrible about striking out all the time. But a few other teams are just so much worse at home for some reason. Like I think it was Boston was mm. like the difference was like five or six percent in their strikeout rate between <laughs> away and home, but with away being the better one. And, th- and this is a, a, gr- a great part of the season just to have this because I don't want to dive too much too deeper into it, but just the, the macro level concept that early baseball season, ha- what's real, what's not real. Uh, there are certain statistics that do stabilize a lot quicker than others. There's a lot of times you got to figure out, are you chasing noise? Are you chasing signal? And that's the benefit of having the model and the years of experience that I have as a statistician to try to build something to help us you know, not get distracted by the things that don't matter, but help us adjust to what does matter. And that's what the model is going to help us do because you bring up a great point. It's really hard for us just looking at stuff to know, well, this is an interesting stat. Do I care or not? Does it really matter or not? And that's where I, the last thing I want to say about this is uh, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, statistics sometimes on national TV is treated like a boogeyman or whatever. And it's like, just think about it as information. Not all information is useful. I can give you information about the solar system right now doesn't help us with our baseball betting, right? That's not useful information. And it's like that with, with, with all sports, right? There's a lot of information we have and some of it is helpful and some of it's not. And that's my job is to help feed that into a model and figure out what is useful, what's going to help us and what is just, well, that was interesting, but it's not actually going to tell us about what happens tomorrow. And that's uh, what, what we're relying on the model for to help us do because right now there's a lot of fun weird stats like that. And, and it, and it is, it's an interesting discussion about what, what actually helps and what doesn't. So, uh, Jake, any feedback to that? Or are you just like, yeah, you said some words? No, no. I mean, baseball to me is full of fun statistics. A lot of them don't matter for individual games. They matter on a season level. It's just fun. It's just fun to like dive through those and figure those out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. All right. Well, we'll get to it here. Uh, but before we do get to Monday's slate reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Again, the way I scale things, A-grade money line plays return four units as the risk plus win equals four. So you might risk two and a half units to win one and a half. If it's a favorite, if it's a dog, we might risk one and a half to win two and a half. But that way, we risk proportionally more on favorites and dogs. But don't take off the table big favorites or big dogs we're going to talk about one of those big favorites today specifically and the scaling system helps us do that flat betting kind of um, makes it a lot harder to uh, wager on bigger dogs and bigger favorites this is just the way i like to do it it's uh I, i've really grown attached to it i get b grade plays returning three units c grade to return two but with the scaling with the picks with everything take what you like and leave the rest. Uh, 6.40 p.m. Eastern, Rangers at the Reds. Going to start off hot with an A-grade pick here on the Rangers at minus 108. Weather-wise, we're going to be a chilly one in Cincinnati. Upper 40s to start, low 40s to finish. Wind will be blowing mostly across in that it's going to kind of start off out and then kind of shift towards in as the night goes along. So the wind's not going to really change much. Just a chilly night can help keep the ball in the yard. That's a really hitter friendly ballpark, but it's a hitter friendly ballpark in the summer when it gets warm there. 
kind of like the under here, under eight and a half. Model says 7.8, and you have two really good pitchers in Nathan Eovaldi and Nick Lodolo. Both of these guys haven't had great results this year, but part of the reason we're on the Rangers is that the underlying metrics are really favorable to Eovaldi and say he's just had some bad luck. Where Lodolo, while I do think he is good, uh, the advanced metrics have him kind of trailing behind Eovaldi by about a full run and a half per nine. So two good pitchers, but I like Eovaldi better. The Rangers' offense is better. Their relievers, not amazing, but they're at least close to league average, whereas the Reds aren't. So the Rangers got some good edges here. Minus 108 is a pretty good price. Sideline says it should be Rangers minus 131 that they win this 57% of the time. Jake, what do you got for us? Yeah, look, I think it's all about Eovaldi. I think he is a very good pitcher that doesn't quite get the love that he should. I mean, even in Boston, he was very good. Always a guy kind of targeted in fantasy that you could grab kind of late because people just don't recognize his name. Very solid pitcher. Going to do everything very well. Nothing great, but most almost everything very well. Uh, Red's offense is just lacking. Yeah. The bullpens here, I think that the bullpen for the Reds is much worse. I think that really gives the Rangers a huge advantage, plus the starting pitcher advantage. I think the Rangers are the best play. It's actually my favorite play on the board today. It's definitely up there. Uh, yeah, the Reds bullpen, I think it's better than last year, but that's saying almost nothing because last year it was. Especially the first half of the season was yeah. so bad, uh, but it's still not good. And that's the thing where, uh, and, and I get it, you know, if, if you're the Reds, why would you spend a bunch of money in a bullpen when you know you're not going to be competitive? So I get that aspect of it. It's just, yeah, it's, it's Lodolo has averaged, um, you know, five and a half innings per start. And so unless he's going deep into this game, we're going to turn it over to a pretty rough bullpen. Uh, like you said, that, that Reds offense, the model just does not like them at all. They're going to get some numbers in that park, uh, but I'm not sure they're going to get numbers in that park on a night like this against a pitcher like Evaldi on a chilly night. The ball's not going to carry at all. I mean, there should be, um, you know, one of Evaldi's better starts, you know, if you got him in fantasy, must play, that sort of thing. Uh, maybe a Reds team total under, not a bad look as well if you're looking for something else to play. But I'm like you, Rangers A-grade play here, your favorite pick on the day. I, I think it's definitely a great investment. 7.20 p.m. Eastern, Marlins at your Braves here. Spencer Strider versus Edward Cabrera. Cabrera, obviously, some flashy stuff, but hasn't done very well this season. And the underlying metrics actually suggest his ERA should be higher than the 4.08 that it is. Strider just keeps trucking along to that mid-2 ERA. That's exactly where the advanced metrics have him. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball, I would say, at this point, top five. Braves bullpen, we talked about at the top of the show, struggling here recently, but still good overall. I don't trust this Marlins offense that much Braves offense still pretty good. The Braves should get back on track here against a weaker Marlins team. We're going to take them at minus 265. Only a C-grade pick, though, and again, it has nothing to do with the probability they win. I can tell you that number. Model says 72%. It's the fact that the sideline says it should be Braves minus 259. So 265 is a pretty steep price. If we could get under 260, we've got a little bit more value. I don't want to play the Marlins at the prices I'm seeing, plus 225, not nearly high enough. Anything can happen in baseball, but you know if the Marlins are 28% of the time, I need much better price than that. Braves are the way to go here. It's just the price is a little bit too high, so we have to be price sensitive. Uh, Jake, I'm curious on this one. Are, are you liking the Braves on the money line? Or are, are you thinking about putting them in a two-team parlay with another pick you like? Are you thinking about run line? Kind of what's your approach to some of these bigger favorites? Like, look, when I do bigger favorites like, like this one, I, I typically try to – Throw it in with uh, an underdog, like what plus uh, plus one and a half or whatever, just something like that to give my return a little better. So I'm, I'll be kind of look, looking at that. I haven't figured out which underdog, like kind of like uh, maybe the Orioles are 
something like that to, on the run line just to be a little safer on either yeah. end. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I, th- I think you're right. The Braves price is a little too high to be, be comfortable with it, especially with the bullpen showing the way it is. And uh, I mean, it's not the Marlins have the best offense in the world, but anytime I can back Strider, I like to because he yeah. just is dominant. So good. He will. He can go deep, and if the Marlins are, are nowhere near as scary as the Astros, so the bullpen should be able to find their route here. But Braves offense towards the top end of the league, especially yep. with Murphy playing, I'm sure. He, I'm pretty sure he's going to start. So yeah, uh, I would know, assume with the day off today yeah. or Sunday here, he's he's playing on Monday. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the is it Trump the guy. Sorry, I mean he's not bad, but I mean. Yeah. Sean Murphy's a really good hitter. I mean, he, there's a reason why he hits usually four hole for him as a catcher. And so, yeah, you move that when you get your catcher day off, right? That takes a big element out of your offense for sure. Yeah. It's, and assume, golly, sometime Ozuna is going to step up and be the player we thought he was going to do a, either that or uh, he's just not going to be there ever. Or he's washed. But, who knows, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, I still have a lot of faith in the Braves pull this off. Marlins not a great team. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely the Braves are the way to go. It is a steep price. It's it's one that I get. I'm I'm personally putting in my portfolio. It's just I'm scaling back just because I, I want to put more units not on where I'm more confident in a win, where I'm more confident in the value because the value is what's going to track us long term. We always talk about it, right? Even if I played a bunch of picks that only win 25 percent of the time, but I'm getting them prices if they're 20 percent, that is going to be a huge investment long-term that's going to pay off, right? So like we know we're not going to 100%. If we could, sure, that'd be great. But if I'm winning, you know, 75%, but I'm paying 75% for all of them, I'm going to break even in the long run, right? And so it's the idea that that value proposition, probably not quite there on the Braves. If it drops a little bit, if people are taking the Marlins for Cabrera, I'm more excited. I think it's worth a sprinkle Again, maybe putting it in a two-team parlay. Jake, have an interesting idea. They're pairing it with a dog on the run line. Um, maybe playing the Braves on the run line. you got a lot of different options there. Um, weather-wise, we're going to be looking around 60 degrees to start, around 50 degrees to close. Wind's blowing out for most of this game, around 5 to 10 miles an hour. Model projects a total of 7.7. I'm seeing 8 right now, so not one that I really want to invest in. This Braves offense can score a ton of runs, especially with Cabrera. If he starts walking people and then he throws pitch over the heart of the plate or something, they could you Braves could hit a grand slam wouldn't shock me in this game. Um, but also Cabrera is good enough and the Braves offense sometimes disappears. I can see the Braves winning a, a three to two game too. So total, not really worth messing with. In my opinion, it's just, how do you want to play the Braves? If they start becoming a runaway favorite at minus 300 or something, I think then I just pass. I still don't want the Marlins unless I'm getting a crazy price. Um, but maybe at that point, the Braves are just not worth the investment there. Uh, 7.40 p.m. Eastern, Tigers and the Brewers. You're going to take the Brewers here at home, minus 155. B-grade pick, Colin Ray versus Matthew Boyd. Ray's looked solid here uh, so far in his couple times through for the Brewers. He's not quite in the starting pitcher database yet, but after this start, I believe he will qualify based off the criteria I've set up. Matthew Boyd, you know, has had some good seasons in the past in his three starts so far this year. He's been a little bit below average. The underlying metrics aren't that favorable. So at this point, I'm not treating him like he's anything special. Tigers have been kind of frisky this year, but their bullpen still lags behind the Brewers. The Brewers offense is still better. The Brewers are still the much better team at home. Minus 155 is a solid investment on the Brew crew. Sideline says it should be Brewers minus 160 that they went almost 62 percent of the time i'm projecting a closed roof projected total 8.8 runs actual total eight and a half jake what do you got 
Yeah, like I, th- I think the Brewers are going to come out angry after that, that disaster that was against the Red Sox today. What a wild last few innings! That was cr- it was like four four, and I was like, okay, this is going to be an interesting game. And then all of a sudden, what in the world happened yeah, there? That was just outrageous. So I think they're going to be come out a little angry. Uh, Boyd, I just I have no faith that he can get it done, especially against this Brewers team, who's a very very good team despite what they showed today. Uh, they've got a. a very solid offense, great bullpen. Ray looks like he could be the real deal, like as a real starter to not yeah. just a sub piece here or there. So, I, yeah, he looks I like he like could be a competent back end of the rotation guy, which I don't, I didn't, I wasn't expecting that much from him, to be honest. Yeah, yeah no, the, I, was, I didn't see anything like this coming out of him, but yeah. being solid at the back end is just what you asked for as a manager. Yep. So, this is uh, very, I think the Brewers get this done very easily. Yeah, this is one of those where uh, I don't know if it'll hold this year. I do know last year the B-grade favorites did better than the B-grade dogs. B-grade dogs were a little bit better on the run line. I don't know if that's going to hold this year or not, but it does kind of – I do like these B-grade favorite picks. I feel like for the most part it's like they probably should win. It, it's I'm scaling back because, again, the value's not there, so I want to invest a little bit more where there's more value because I know that's it's like doubling down in blackjack, right? So I just want to invest more where there's more value. I don't necessarily know if I'm going to win the hand. I just know I'm putting more money where my probabilities are high. Uh, and this one's not the best value, but it's definitely worth the investment. Brewers are likely to win this one. As good as the Tigers have been this year, uh, exceeding expectations, I feel like the Brewers have also exceeded expectations. They're both playing above average, so no reason not to take the home team that's just better anyway. 938 Eastern. A's at the Angels. Um, the A's, I mean, the A's. That's really all you can say about them. Um <laughs> They're going to try to win a baseball game again eventually. Um, Ken Waldachuk versus Jose Suarez. Neither starting pitcher inspires any confidence. I don't, these, these stats don't really mean a whole lot, but I do have to say them. I'm, I'm contractually obligated to mention that Waldachuk's ERA is 765 and Jose Suarez is 926. The combined ERAs of these two guys approaches 17 if you add them together. That's quite impressive. Um, and the underlying metrics are not that good for either one either these are two terrible starting pitchers but here's the thing is that the angels actually have an offense and the a's don't and the angels bullpen is bad while the a's bullpen is like historically awful maybe um and so the home angels is the way to go here at minus 200 it's a steep price but it's still a great value sidelines it should be angels minus 231 i do understand a little bit of the hesitation of backing uh, laying a big price with a guy like jose suarez because he's not good and I do think that would apply to any team but the A's. And that's the thing is that he's playing a terrible team uh, with a terrible starting pitcher. If you had this against any other team, I'd be like, man, baseball's a weird sport. The other teams are decent. Like anything can happen. Yada, yada. Don't lay a number that starts with a two backing a guy like Jose Suarez. But the Angels are at home on the road. It's a different story, but at home with their offense against this terrible Oakland team. Minus 200 to steal. Angels win this about 70% of the time. We might get one of those three out of 10 they don't win, right? They're, they're, everything's in probability. They're one seven out of 10 times they play this game. You know, Don't bet the farm because it might be one of those three out of 10 that they don't. Um, don't put the Angels in every parlay that you do. Don't throw them at a parlay with every hockey game and every NBA playoff game, right? Because you never know. But minus 200 is still a good investment. You can play it by itself. You can parlay it with the Braves pick we talked about earlier. I play everything straight because I like to be able to say I kind of like the Braves. I'm going to put a little bit on them, and I really like things I'm going to put a little bit more on them. I like to put them straight. straight. If you go to bankroll management, do some parlays, 
you know, whatever, if you want to shift to run line again, however you want to do it, you want to do it. I'm just playing it straight. Cause again, if I can win 70% of the time at minus 200, that is a great investment. Otherwise it'll be a little chilly in Anaheim, slight breeze blowing out five to 10 miles an hour. Projected total is 10. I'm seeing nine and a half or 10. And my goodness, given this A's bullpen and this angels offense, it's hard not to think that over is the way to go. I'm not really sure I would love it. I'd love an over nine. We're never going to see it, but the Angels should be able to score a lot of runs here on Waldachuk in the uh, A's bullpen. W- wouldn't you think so, Jake? Yeah, I, that was literally the, my line of thought for this is the Angels all have an offense. The Athletics love throwing batting practice if they get in the strike zone. Uh, they've walked, what, <laughs> 900 batters at this point? I, I, I don't remember what the stat was, but recently I saw some stat that, like, the A's did something with walking batters twice this season, and it happened, like, three times all last season and the A's have already done it twice. There was something about like walking number of batters in an inning or something like that. I was like, that's just incredible. Like how much they're missing the strike. So like their, their pitching is so bad. It's incredible. They're just making sure they're going to alienate everybody in Oakland, get a whole new fan base when they move to Vegas. Uh, nobody's going to want to be still be a fan of this team, the way they're going. Angels. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> is, I'm not touching bad. that one. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's so bad. It's so bad. I mean, Angels, good. You've got Trout and Otani, so that, I mean, that's probably worth five runs in this game. Uh, and I don't in this game, probably, play. yeah. Yeah. I don't know that the Athletics can do it. We can get above four, so that, that's probably enough to win. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. As, as bad as Suarez is, everything else points the Angels' way. Uh, again, there's a reason about the model is to help us say when is it a good price, when is it a bad price. Angels minus 200, a good price. Uh, we're not taking every favorite all the time. There's a lot of dogs that we take. It was a show last week. We took like, I think last time we were on, we took like four dogs. Like one, yeah. yeah, we went one in three, you know, and, it, and, and that's and that's the way it goes with, again, picking a subset of games. But that day we took we took four dogs. We won one of them, and I think one of them wasn't even close. The other two, I think, were pretty close. And it's one of those, hey, we're just one thing goes differently, and we go two and two. If you've got a bunch of dogs going two and two is great, right? And obviously mm-hmm. our bar's a little bit higher on this week's show with you because we're taking all favorites. You know, we can't go two and two. We gotta go three and one. And depending on which one, maybe, maybe even let's try to go four and oh, right? But it's just a different uh, uh, setup. And every night baseball is that way. Some nights we're more on dogs and we're like, hey, if we go five hundred, it's gonna be a winning night. Other nights it's like you got all but one favorite, and it's like we're gonna have to win a bunch of them and, and those favorites better come through for us. So it's just every night's a little bit different, but value's value, whether it's on a favor or a dog, we gotta always chase that value. That's what we're after. In the long run, it works. Every individual day, you just never really know. Uh, but long term wise, uh, that's the way to play it. Uh, that's all the games we're gonna cover here, Jake. Any parting words for the viewer? No, I, I just can't wait to get this going. This is another, I'm just sad that this is another day we don't have day baseball. Still think. We got that's got to be fixed, and some of these awkward starting times, like nine thirty eight. Who decided that? I remember uh, a few years ago, I believe it was the White Sox started all their games at 7-Eleven and they were sponsored by 7-Eleven. I was like, that's acceptable. Like if 7-Eleven is sponsoring you, sure, whatever. But yeah, the other ones, it's, yeah, it's, it's it, it, announcer intros and anthem and stuff like that. And it's like, why not just do 740, you know? Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, it, I, I, my, my thing I'll say on this, uh, if anybody's still watching at this point with start times, I do love what the guardians, I know the guardians started it. And I know a couple of other teams have followed by putting a lot of their weekday games at six o'clock local time. And I absolutely love it. And of course with the pitch clock, making games faster, it's great, but I love being able to watch a game a little bit earlier because it gets my attention when there's nothing else happening. Cause I'm going to watch it versus flipping through other games um, for the fans. I mean, especially now with, with the pitch clock and everything, you start a game at six, you could be done by eight 30. And that's like, 
that's a, a kid can sit and watch the whole game. And that's, uh, I love it. I love the trend of starting some of these games earlier uh, for, again, for TV purposes, for live audiences. I, I love, I love all of it. But uh, anyway, that's all we've got then for this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can show the sports betting content provided on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. I'll be back again tomorrow with more baseball betting content. Until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.